Speak Up with Vernisa and Jen. It's time to speak up. Hello, everyone. My name is Vernisa. Hey, y'all. This is Jen. And this is our podcast, Speak Up. What's up, Jen? Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Happy we're in a new month. Yes, I'm super happy. Happy that we're at episode five also on our newest segment, Speak Up JV Now. Mm-hmm. Yes. For those of you that don't know, me and Jen are best friends. We create this podcast to use our voices to motivate people to overcome life challenges through self-love and respect. Yes, self-love and respect are always going to be two core values we are near and dear to our hearts. Yes, most definitely. But before we get started, a quick shout out to our amazing sponsors. Shout out to My Bar located at 720 East Manchester in Inglewood, California. Get your nails, your lashes, your hair done. Ask for my tell them that Speak Up JV sent you. The Instagram is at myy.bar. And shout out to Crafted by 213. Is your partner tired of your lackluster performance in the kitchen? Are you tired of opening the fridge and not knowing what to cook? Do you close your full pantry and say there's nothing to eat? Call Crafted by 213. From catering to classes, let them craft the perfect experience for you. Bringing the flavors of the West Coast with love, Crafted by 213 will always leave you satisfied. Ask for a quote on IG at craftedb.213. Yes, most definitely, y'all. So um, before we get started, um, I want to introduce an amazing guest that we have tonight. Y'all give it up for Autumn Brion, visual artist. Hey! Hey! I'm good! So excited to be here with y'all. Yes! Welcome to Speak Up JV. Thank you. Yes. Me and Jim were just talking about how much we loved your hair. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Autumn Brian. As you said, I'm a visual artist. I'm based here in Los Angeles. My studio's in Inglewood. And I'm from Los Angeles as well. I'm a fourth generation Angelino. So I have deep roots here in the city. And a lot of my work is informed by the really dope creative upbringing that I had in LA. I think it's a great place to grow up as a creative. There were so many fantastic museums and and venues for performances and musicals and plays that I got to be a part of when I was a young person. And um, I eventually became an engineer. I studied engineering, but I was always really interested in creative approaches to big problems. And when I was living and working on the continent, that's when I started to get really excited about contemporary art and learn from other folks that were a part of that ecosystem and transition to my full-time creative practice as an artist. Wow. <laughs> wow, I love that. That was like a well said. I'm excited to get into this episode, to get, get to learn more about you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm excited to, to unpack all of that and chat about it with y'all. Yay. I love it because, you know, LA has such rich history that, you know, even if you're not from here, like you might have heard of, but definitely being born here and even having your family like having been born here for many generations, you get to be a part of that history. And maybe they've lived some of that history that maybe other people aren't even aware of. So the fact that you get to also even create more history on top of that here is just another blessing in itself. That's the goal for sure. I I think what's really special about making art is that you're creating something that's gonna be here long after you might be here like in, in the physical form. So it's really special to know that as a future ancestor, you're, you're really contributing to this tapestry of, of storytelling. I take that really seriously. Yeah, we could tell. Are there other artists in your family or like you also do art of some sort? That's so interesting. You, you know, I, I think that a lot of folks in my family are creative. Mm-hmm. Um, but there aren't folks that are full-time practicing artists. But I, I always grew up seeing like the multitudes that people contain and like really understanding that like, you know, you, you might have a title for something that you do as your eight to five job. But I, I'm really appreciative that I got to see the people in my family like really embrace their interests and their passions in unique ways. Like my aunt, um, 
is a photographer in her spare time. She just enjoys taking photos, but during the day she's a CFO. So I, she, she balances that in like a, a really cool way. One of my other aunts is a mathematician, but she sings in a choir and sings opera. Like, yeah, I, but I, I, that's such an interesting question. I, I never really thought about that with my family, but I, I think they all do a really great job of, of making time for their passions. And a lot of those happen to be very creative. That's good to hear. Yeah, I feel like you're uh, showing people that we're more than just whatever title we have, like you were saying, right? And that's kind of what we're going to talk about in this episode as well, about accepting what's um, within us and really knowing the liberation that comes from knowing what our talents are, our values are, and how we're actually much more complex individuals than just one role that we may play in our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's when we get to like really uh, see what our fullest selves look like, you, you know, when you make room for all of that. Mm-hmm. And before the episode, we were talking about having that balance, you know, with it. So I think with us being so complex, it's beautiful to have balance in all those different categories in your life. So I completely agree. So tell us a little, a little bit about your brand. My brand. <laughs> that, that's such an interesting question because I, I guess like as an artist, it's it's what you make, why you make it, you, you know, like the the story that you tell visually. Uh, most of my work is about collective memory, uh, the collective memory of black folks and the, the stories that I tell through art are very intentionally from a queer black feminist lens. And a lot of my performances, uh, they all come from this planet that I've created that's called Esoterica and it's where I imagine our badass ancestors go when they, they don't die, but they're just like over this earth and go someplace else. That's what I imagine this planet as. Um, it's a place where black women are fully realized, free, liberated, and every now and then folks from Esoterica will come to planet earth and share like one of our ceremonies, one of our rituals, some of our artifacts. And that's how my band, the Blackest Brass Band, who are always a part of my performances, we show up as these esotericans uh, for the performances that we do. That's amazing. That It's like, a, well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, is it like almost an alter ego type of thing? Or is it like, like how would you describe that? Ooh, kind of like, like an alter ego for an entire way of living. So I think that when I think about like what liberation looks like here and now, um, I think there are a lot of, of ingredients that are necessary for liberation. And that's hard to see on an everyday basis. Like when we think about what our existence is in this country, especially like when we're in the United States and like weren't even really supposed to be here. But I think that there are like wormholes to liberation. So like these pathways and like shortcuts that make something that seems really distant, mm -hmm. things that actually make that more intimate and you get to see it and experience it and you make it a reality. And then that's how we make liberation real while we're here on this planet in this place. Um, so yeah, it's like all of the things that, that I imagine for the world and the society that I wanna live in, mm -hmm. I've just kind of like put that into a planet that I made up. I love oh. that so much. If you ever ran for president, I would vote for you. Ah! <laughs> yes. I love your perspective, like, completely. Thank you. So, like, what got you started in using uh, media as a form, of, a form of expression? So, art and media. Yeah. I think, I think, I, like, really thinking about art as a language. Like, I, I think when I realized that that could be a tool to communicate um, some ideas that feel too complex, like for words or for, for any other way for me to describe and communicate it. So a performance uh, from last year, actually, is called Don't Use Me. And it was about the racial and gender pay gap. So black women earn on average 63 cents on the dollar. 
So for every $1 that a white man receives, a black woman receives 63 cents. So when you translate that into time, that means that I have to work eight months into the next year to earn what a white man did in the previous calendar year. Right. When, and when I read that, it, it just, it shook me because, and I started imagining like, what would I do if I had that time back? Like I always thought about pay inequity in terms of dollars and cents. When I thought about it in terms of time, I was like, what would I do if I had that eight months of time? So I posed the same question to black women. I started interviewing and surveying black women, just asking what they would do with eight months. And all of those responses, I, I folded into these flowers and wore them in this huge Afro and my brass band played Use Me, the Bill Withers song. And we did a procession at the Walt Disney Concert Hall. They set me down after I was carried on this palanquin and I invited the public to touch my hair. One day out of the year, they were invited to do so. But I just said, you have to read a black woman's words. You have to read what a black woman said she would do with her eight months of time. So we read those words out loud and then I, I would release these self portraits inspired by what women said they would do with their time. So it might be the, the most common answer, honestly, was that a woman said she would rest, but it, it would be these different responses and I would act it out, uh, release it as a self portrait, but I would intentionally use blockchain so that I could write in the black woman that inspired that self portrait as a co-creator mm -hmm. so that every time those editions would sell, she would earn some of the profits. And then that way, when somebody else sells it on the secondary market and so on and so forth, that black woman is permanently a part of the ledger and will mm -hmm. always get some portion of that profit forever and ever, even after I'm not here. Look so, so, so things like that were, were what inspired me to think of creative ways that I could use art to communicate an idea, but also combat some of the, the issues that I wanted to to break apart, to dismantle, like like pay inequity. You definitely brought, brought attention to to that. Like I just learned something just now being on here. Like you know what I mean. And I feel like it's going to make more people want to take action towards that issue that is going on. Um, and we also got some love. We got some love in the comments. Uh, shout out to I can't, oh, please please forgive me if I pronounced your name wrong. Anagraj Chetty Alexander said wow that's deep it sounds beautiful he said i will go on a vacation or travel the world yes of course and you should that's what we will do when we reclaim all of our time oh yeah, that's a good question i need to <laughs> like wait a yeah. minute what would y'all do what would you do if you had your eight months of time back you know i would rest and put more put more time into, into passions that i ignore every day i would i think that would be mine yeah yeah i would have to second that i mean i would travel for sure obviously if there are no restrictions anywhere but i would travel see as much as i can see experience as much as i can i've always wanted to live or experience other cultures you know because i feel like i'm such on a western um mindset that i don't realize how other countries live and especially being of latina background like i would love to go to my home country and see how they live um you know, even there, like my sister's out there and I know their lives are completely different. So I would definitely do that and come back as a more, you know, well-rounded person um, with definitely more perspective on life. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, and well-rested, I'm sure as well. <laughs> it's needed, I'm sorry. <laughs> it kind of makes me sad in a way that that was the most common answer because it shows how much we don't rest, um, especially as women. And I can only imagine like, what even in those eight months of time, um, all that, like the family, uh, you know, caretaking has to be in there too. Maybe even taking care of things in the household, taking care of other family members, you know, where's the time for us? So it doesn't surprise me, but it does make me sad because it shows what kind of like a, a wheel we're almost going on and just trying to keep up with everything and just trying to make the same amount of money that somebody else makes. Yeah. But yeah. I like to use the word keep up. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. And it's killing us. It's, mm -hmm. it's literally killing us. Like raised cortisol levels absolutely contribute to the, these really scary, like things that can happen to our bodies. So mm -hmm. it, it's so serious. Like you have to make a conscious decision every day. Um, 
to center whatever is important to you that that keeps you healthy and happy and a part of that should be taking care of yourself by resting yeah oh i love that. no rest day that's a big one we also got i'm a mom so they're my biggest responsibility so going off what jim said and then shout out to sammy social in the comments Ooh. hey hey sammy <laughs> she said how do you protect your peace and make time for leisure Ooh. that's a good question how do i protect my peace and make time for leisure you, you know i I, I think of leisure as something that I try to make time for every day. Mm -hmm. So even if it's like micro moments of leisure, um, being intentional about that and, and trying to be like as disciplined about moments of leisure as I am about everything else that's that's on my calendar. That, that's a way that um, that I can prioritize that for myself. That's been helpful for me. Mm. That's a good question. Yeah, it's like planning your rest in between your busy times. I think that's the best way to do it. Because um, at least then you can time like how much of leisure time you're giving yourself to. Because um, I know obviously everybody has different responsibilities and uh, their days look different. So I think that's a really good way. Even like you said, if it's a 10 minute or a five minute thing, you know, I just need to breathe real quick. I need to meditate real quick. I need to stretch real quick. Like, I think that's a perfect way to do it. Um, I think if I had to answer that, I would say I'm incorporating stretching more into my routine, um, especially since I am back active, you know, the muscles can get more sore, obviously, as you get back on it. Um, so it's been helping me a lot, but I use it as my time to not only work on my body, but to work on my mind as well, that my time of stretching, I'm not listening to music. I'm not listening to anybody talk. I'm not talking either. Like those are just my five, 10, 20 minutes, however long for me to be me in that moment and just, uh, building myself up, um, in strength as well as in my mindset strength. Yeah. <laughs> I, Cause they're connected. Mm -hmm. All all connected. I've been, I've been, nor I've been um, looking in the beauty of normalizing those mini breaks. You know, I think, you know, we think of a break as like this big old time limit. What about those? You just, you could do little any, any bitty ones, even if you have a busy day, and being more intentional about what you do with that break. Like today, I took out, I carved out time in the middle of my day to do a stretch. Like I changed real quick, stretch, and then put my other outfit back on. But you know, it's like those little mini things. So great question, Sammy. Yeah, yeah, that was also a good one. So. What overall, what message do you want your art to portray to others? Ooh. I, I you know, I, I think it's actually similar to what I remind myself about leisure, that it, it's not a destination or something that comes later or that I reward myself with, but it's a part of my everyday life. I, I want people to think of liberation in the same way and freedom that there are ways that we make those a reality every single day. And, and I hope that the art that I create, like that they're just visual reminders. Like, I, I don't think that I'm educating people or, or trying to make something new and novel and get you to understand it. I'm, I'm just trying to remind folks of what we already know to be true, what's innate just for you to see the visual reminder of that so that you're inspired to to do with it what you will oh like that answer <laughs> that was really good which is, which is is doing for us already so y'all our access oh before we get started our title for tonight is acceptance from within so let's see what we're talking about tonight yeah, so we've obviously been touching up on it. We're almost 20 minutes into the episode, and I can't believe we forgot to mention the title. Um, but yeah, we're talking about self-acceptance, self-liberation. Um, you know, I think our conversation is obviously already onto that. And we're going to be touching up on various different points, um, maybe the different struggles that may come with that. What does that even look like? So I'm super excited for the rest of the episode. Yes, this is a really good topic. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to go in. So our actual question of the day is, what, sorry, would you say self-acceptance is easy or difficult? So we posted this on our social media platforms. Someone just put difficult and then someone else said difficult, but super worthy. Um, mm. I'm going to have to piggyback off everybody and say, I, I would say it's difficult because I, you know, I feel like the cliche answer is easy. Like, oh yeah, I love myself, blah, blah, blah. but really 
what makes it difficult what makes it difficult is we are evolving we're always changing you know there are different levels of us you know different sides of us that come out through different things and there's things that we might not you know for our parts of us that are probably hard to love every now and then you know what yeah. i mean so i think it can be difficult but like the, like the art listener said it's worth it <laughs> absolutely and absolutely even, worth it i i do think that I think the more you practice self-acceptance, the easier, the easier that it is. I don't know if it's ever an easy or simple task. It's absolutely worth it. But I think the more you practice it, the easier that it comes. I, I like that answer. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I'm obviously piggybacking off of both of you. And I think what makes it difficult too is accepting yourself really means like, knowing that you're taking ownership for most of the decisions you made in your life. Yes, certain things get thrown at us and we may not have control over those, but what we do afterwards, right, it's entirely up to us. And sometimes they may not be the best decisions. Maybe we don't know better. Maybe we think it can change. You know, we have a million excuses for it. But in the end, when we make that mistake and we're finally learning from it, then I think that's where that self-acceptance is the most important part. But if we never get over the part of, oh, I made that mistake in the first place, then we might never get to that self-acceptance stage. Um, and I say this even for myself, right? Like I look back on my past year and I'm like, yeah, there's certain things that I wish I hadn't done, I hadn't said, but all I could do is move forward now and be a better person, especially now that it's a new year, a new month. You know, I'm looking forward to everything. I'm a lot more motivated, but then it's like, I can't continue living in the past because nobody else is going to be able to no one has a time machine right so nobody mm. else is going to be able to change that fix that or anything so all i can do is move forward so if anybody's struggling out there with the self-acceptance i would say learn to accept that we are flawed we are very complex human beings but we also have to live and learn mm. oh that's so beautiful she, she did that. Yeah. And the, the thing with, and then, you know, let's talk about too, the relationship of self-acceptance and self-liberation. You know, I feel like there is, there is a freedom feeling of accepting who you are. You know, um, when we don't accept who we are, we, we kind of put ourselves in shackles. We live in fear. You know, we're scared to be ourselves, come out of our shell and be our true self. So how can you find self-liberation if you're not even accepting who you are? Exactly. You guard to yourself at that. Mm -hmm. For sure. The, I, I'm hearing so much of grace and accountability mm -hmm. towards yourself. Like the, the, the same things that we owe other folks as humans, we have to give that to ourselves as well because, because we're humans and, and we're worthy of grace and that's how we can be self-accountable. I, I think those are part of the building blocks to, to self-acceptance. And when you do accept yourself, that's liberation. It's a liberating feeling. Oh, I kind of just smiling. <laughs> yes, it is. And, you know, even let's go deeper. Like, you know, even if it comes to like, you know, if you had a, some traumatic experiences growing up, you have to accept those things too. It's liberating accepting. Okay, this is what happened to me. This is why I'm this way. I'm, I, I know I'm in the process of healing through it, getting through it, but I'm not judging myself or not giving myself grace. Because of, you know what I mean? Because of that. So mm -hmm. I think because we're our biggest critic, we're harder on ourselves, or we don't understand why we're reacting a certain way to certain things. But I feel like when we understand ourselves, that's where that acceptance comes in. Yeah. And and then when when we were saying like the, the more that you practice self-acceptance, the, the easier that it comes. Mm -hmm. I, I also think acceptance and and cultivating that among other people, like the, the same things that you practice with yourself, the more you do it with yourself, the more you seek opportunities to do it with other people. So like the more grace you practice with yourself, the more you prioritize accountability. I, I think it contributes to how you operate with other people with those same types of like skills and, and important values. Oh, can you imagine what kind of society we would have if everybody had that mindset if everybody practiced that like i think we would be at much a much more peaceful society too and i think we would learn to understand each other better and see that we all do have a different story and maybe we operate a certain way because of that story but if we're trying to understand each other then maybe also like a lot of us wouldn't feel so lonely you know and um yeah. i think that's one of the biggest parts of 
why we may not have grace with somebody. Maybe we feel like, oh, nobody understands me. You know, nobody's going through what I'm going through. And that may be true, right? Maybe your immediate people don't understand what you're going through and you need to seek other people. Maybe you need to seek professional help. Um, maybe you just need to ride out the pain too, right? Because sometimes we have no other choice but to let time do its thing. So we have to just really try and practice that mindset on ourselves as best as we can. Um, and obviously we can just hope that others in society would do the same. And if not, then we keep it pushing. You know, I think I, one thing I've learned, That's right. yeah, I think That's one thing I've people is I can't expect me out of them. You know, I could just try to be the best person that I can be and just keep going forward. Oof. Yeah, truly that that's, yeah, that's a beautiful way to put that because like it, as much as we can want the best in other folks, everybody ain't always ready and that's okay and that's all right too that that's a part of the grace you know like giving folks the space and the time whatever they need to to eventually make it to the mountaintop or just accept people's character too sometimes that's just what it is you know so yeah. that was well said that was well said so what does self-liberation or self-freedom mean to you ah uh. i i'm defining that for myself more and more every day I, I, I think like the, the, the more I get to know myself and that comes through like what I create and what I get to take in from the world, I, the more I get to know myself, the more of myself that I get to like accept, you know, I, I think it's truly loving all of the different parts of me that make me me and I have to know those different parts in order to love them. So the, the older I get and the more I get to see the more that I get to kind of like add into what I love about myself. So I get, I get more that I, I get to accept. I, I think that when I stopped trying to silo the different parts of me was um, really when, when I, I reached like a, a level of self-acceptance that like really fueled uh, my creative practice. So not, not thinking of, like, oh, this is what I do uh, from eight to five, but but this is what brings me joy. But but this is how I like to to learn. Like when I stopped like trying to separate things into little pods like that, um, I, I really reached a level of self-acceptance that I'm, I'm so grateful for. That's amazing because, yeah, you never stop being you just because you're in one place or another. Um, they're just different parts of you. And that goes back to, yeah, we are complex human beings. And that's why it's important for us to really um, realize even to what roles we are playing. Right. Maybe in the professional workplace, we have a specific title or something. And at home we have another title. But incorporating the two sometimes is necessary in the sense of, hey, you know, I don't stop being like a mom just because I'm at work too. Like if something happens with my family, I do have to go check that out. I do have to go take care of that um, and vice versa. But this is important because, yeah, like the relationship with yourself is the same way you would have a relationship with somebody else if you fell in love with them, right? You wouldn't fall in love with just one part of somebody. Exactly. So yeah, you have to fall in love with all parts of yourself. And I completely agree with you that the older you get, the more like, I don't know if that sounds weird, but like the more in love with yourself you should be. The yes. More, yeah, that you should love. Oh, yeah, because just having a birthday pass, I was like, I'm loving me some more. Right, right. Feeling grown. <laughs> Shout out to Jay Soul in the comments. What's up? Hey, good to see hey. you. Hey, hey, Jay. Thank you for help. Oh, this is great. So, this is like we love to ask different artists this question, but what makes your artwork stand out from other artwork out there? Hmm. Hmm. There's a lot of great artwork. You know, there's a lot of great art to take in, especially right now. There's a lot of art that's exciting me. But what makes my art different? I think that I. Uh, I like to push boundaries um, and I, I like to, again, not like educate or be like didactic in my approach, but, but just have reminders of, of what we already know to be true or sometimes like kind of help to, to share the vocabulary of, of, of things that feel kind of like complex or, or hard to describe. So when we were talking about pay inequity, for example, 
all of us have had some feeling at some point in time where you're like, I'm not being paid enough for this. Or I think that there's like a huge discrepancy or, or, or whatever. Like, you know, the, the, like the, there has to be some kind of like uh, some words, some numbers to describe something that I, I feel like inside of myself. I, I really love researching and, and finding information. And I can be kind of obsessive with it once I like sink my teeth into something that I really need to fully understand. And I like to create art that invites the audience along for that journey of me finding like the words, the numbers, the folks that have already researched or described something that, um, that feels like a very true truth. So I, I think that's something that's, that's unique about my work, but also familiar, you know, I, I like the feeling of familiarity that folks can have with my artwork. Ooh. I love that because it's almost like we're getting like a guide through your mind, like seeing what you're thinking, you know, were you even getting the guide through others' minds, right? Like how you're saying, trying to find a word that describes how we may feel at a certain point. Um, I think that's really important because then it's like, oh yeah, I remember that, you know, or yeah, that clicks, that describes it exactly. Like I love that. And I love art that does that too. And definitely in seeing some of your art when we were, you know, trying to gather information, we were both just like, oh, I think at some point when we were planning the episode, we just stopped talking and we're just admiring what was on your website, everything. It was just amazing. Y'all, you got to go check it out if you haven't. Yes. Yeah. I love how you bring it to life. Like it already is reality, but you're like, yeah, you're really putting it right there for us so that's real good so y'all know our show focuses like on self-love and inner peace so you know i think with self-acceptance it starts from within mm-hmm. gotta have that self-love gotta be working towards that inner peace to have that that, that self-acceptance because um you know it all starts with having that self-relationship so me and jim emphasize a lot on our platform spending that alone time getting to know yourself you know and through different situations you know uh, tapping into your creative side to your passions like all these things create that self-relationship to create that self-acceptance and that self-comfortability. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and it it never stops, right? Um, I know sometimes we may get caught up in, uh, like we're saying, the titles that we play, the roles that we have. So maybe after a nine to five or something, we come home and we're super exhausted or we have family issues to take care of or something. But if you can carve out some time to work on your relationship with you, um, whatever that looks like in a healthy way, then I think we should definitely start approaching that. You know, if you have a supportive partner to help you watch the kids maybe for five minutes while you, uh, you know, stretch like we're talking about or write or create some art, something, it doesn't even have to be such a creative outlet um, in that sense. You can do it in any other type of way. Maybe just check in with yourself too. Like, how was your day? You know, what kind of mood are you bringing home? So different things like that is a really great way to start with that self-acceptance and realize too, like, hey, if I didn't have a good day, why not? And then is it mostly because of me or is it mostly because of what was happening? But then what's the real reason behind that? And then kind of work from there. And I think the more we do this too, um, at least what I'm starting to see is that the days flow a little bit better, even if it's uh, gets a little hard or a little stressful, as long as I continue checking in with me, then I can start, you know, pushing myself being that motivator the way that I would expect my partner to do that, or um, even just being able to tell myself, all right, like 20 more minutes, and I can get out of here, you know, type of thing. So (laughs) just (laughs) make sure you're always checking in with yourself as best as you can. Yep. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Such great tips. Fry, we, <laughs> we talk about these all day, right? <laughs> and so y'all know it's, it's so it is time for our tweet up segment. So y'all know I like to be on Twitter. So something that I tweeted that goes with tonight's episode is at the end of the day, make sure you got you. Um, that goes with self-acceptance because, okay, because we're going to get a little deeper in this episode, you know, um, this world, it's, let's be real, it's filled with a lot of people, a lot of us trying to seek validation. You know, we want to be liked, you want to be accepted by everyone else, but do we accept ourselves? And I think that's the question to know. Make sure that you got you. I don't care what room you go in, there's going to be somewhere where someone doesn't like you or something about you or this and that. But you have to have a confidence with yourself to know I still got me at the end of the day because you're not, we're not always going to be liked or someone's cup of tea or society's way or whatever. But it's like, do you like who you are? Do you like who you see in the mirror, what you feel on the inside? I think those are the questions that we have to ask ourselves because it is easy to get caught up in this world of, you know, seeking validation. Mm -hmm. It's true. Absolutely. 
You, you know, something that my friend Amelia mentioned and I remind myself of it a lot, but she was saying something that, that she's told herself is, do you know who my ancestors are? Like that, that's something that she reminds herself and, and that she's even, even said to folks, like if, if, if she, if she feels the need to like call on them. And that's something that I've really carried with myself, especially the past like few months, probably like if I ever need to give myself a pep talk or give myself one of those reminders, that's something that has been really helpful for me lately, reminding myself of who my ancestors are, because those are the folks that come with me into any room that I come in, any situation that I'm in, you, you know? Yeah, you know, you're good. That, yeah, that like that strength, you know, that foundation behind you or holding you, whichever. I love that. I'm actually gonna take that with me from now on to whenever yeah. I get intimidated somewhere or something. Right. And it's it's such a beautiful reminder because sometimes that, that's the reality check that I need to be like, girl, this ain't shit. Like <laughs> what is come this? On. Like your ancestors got this. Like all things to worry about. Like you probably ain't pleasing them. Like putting mental energy into worrying about something that's small. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of minute things we could be feeling some way about, but for what? So yeah, let it, yeah. let it just get that. So you know we got to make it ease the episode a little bit. What's our funny question for tonight, Bestie? <laughs> A little chill question. Oh, um, so we always like to talk about food on here. Um, at some love food. <laughs> so we wanted to ask you, what is your favorite um, go or go-to guilty pleasure snack? So if you have a favorite, or if not, like something that's a guilty pleasure of yours. Oh, the matcha donuts at Sip yeah. and Sonder. Ooh, that sounds so good. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a matcha donut after this. Yeah, yeah, I love those donuts. Um, that's really nice, and everything is super fresh there. Uh -huh. So if you get there like in the afternoon, they might be out of matcha donuts if they all went in the morning. Slash, <laughs> if I grabbed a few of them when I went by for my morning coffee, selfishly. <laughs> okay, you know exactly what type of donuts is there. Like, that's a pink donut. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all go get y'all matcha donut, okay? I'll just come out your way. <laughs> but not before we do. <laughs> you to get some matcha donuts, okay? That was, that was a good answer. I like that. So let's get down. Let's go a little deeper into the episode. Let's talk about self-acceptance and accepting your intersectionality. So we saw, we read up on you. We, we saw that that word stood out to both of us. And I was like, oh, this is good to take a little a leap into that. So it's deep right we are complex we have different things that make us who we are and it's like we have to accept every ounce that goes with it too even if the world isn't so with everything that margin marginalization everything discrimination everything going on in the world you have to accept all those inter intersectionalities about yourself i remember I took this feminist class that me and jim both went to uc santa cruz and we talked about that and it was just it was very intriguing to hear like how all these different things make us complex color of our skin our gender our gender um, our sexual orientation all these layers are economic status and it's like when you really break it down like that who is really the same or what is how do we fall into one category we can't so mm -hmm. that goes mm -hmm. with self-acceptance as well absolutely oh that's so cool you see santa cruz like what oh. a dope flip like i mean just like the rich history of like organizers <laughs> that that have been at that institution that's that's mm -hmm. really dope especially a place to take a like women's history feminist studies course like yeah that's really dope that's really really dope Shout out to Kimberly Crenshaw. Yes, for... we've been a lot of her readings there. Angela Davis. Yep. Oh, yes. Oh. Yep. <laughs> oh, wait. It was just Dr. Davis's birthday. And you said you just had a birthday. Yes. I'm trying to add the look. I don't know if it's. I wonder if y'all have the same birthday. Definitely in proximity. Yeah. I wonder too. I know I'll have to look that up after. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to Kimberly Crenshaw for, for coining that term. Again, like, and that that's a, a a big inspiration and like she's in my pantheon of like the the organizers um thinkers that that influence uh my practice mm -hmm. but she coined that term but for so long black women have understood and embodied intersectionality we just didn't always have a word for it like we've known that our experiences are unique and that 
humans that that lie at these intersections that contain these different identities that those identities really influence each other and that you can have multiple identities that influence um how you show up in the world um so i, I i'm so grateful for us having that term now and i i really appreciate the folks like kimberly crenshaw uh whose shoulders we stand on I guess. Oh my goodness. You took me back <laughs> to solve this. So in your opinion, how do you think, in your opinion, how do you think intersexualities impact our community? How, how does intersectionality impact our community? And mm -hmm. like your own answer of that. I think that I really like the way that you put words to it, that you have to accept the different parts of yourself in a world that doesn't see those different parts. And for the most part, that doesn't accept them. Um, I, I grew up with black women and, and most of my community was, was black women growing up. I was in a Girl Scout troop that was all black girls. And my mom was our Girl Scout leader. My grandmother, great grandmother and aunt were all Girl Scout leaders too. So I'm really grateful that I always, um, I had the benefit of growing up, understanding uh, the impact, the significance, and having names for the multiple identities that that I exist at the intersection of. So that, that's always been a part of, of how I show up, how I operate. I do think that our community could benefit from understanding intersectionality a lot more. <laughs> I think that we would be a lot further if we understood the unique experiences, specifically that Black women uh, experience, like everything from from our maternity mortality rates to like heart attacks that are way too often not diagnosed or it's way too late in Black women just because there isn't data and research that's put into, again, these unique experiences that exist within communities. So I, I think that if we, prioritized and centered those multiple identities that we could get a lot more done a lot quicker. Mm. I love it. Oh, beautiful answer. I like that answer. Um, I wasn't chiming in just because, you know, I, I love to hear you speak and I want this to be uninterrupted, right? So that everybody can really understand where we're trying to get to um, because it is important. And I think the more um, specifically black women tell their own stories as well, I think is one really big way to get that out there, right? To um, start thinking about the different identities that um, we may be living in or that, you know, just may exist in general. And you being at the forefront, you know, willing to speak up and willing to say anything um, in front of any type of audience, I think is a really big step to getting that out there. So thank you um, for really shining a light on that. And anybody listening out there, you know, I hope that this message has reached you. Um, and since we're talking about, you know, the marginalization, the discrimination that maybe that is occurring um, in the community, what are some actions you think we can take towards creating more equity within the community? Like, I know it may not be a one-worded answer or a simple answer, but just like certain things that maybe you have done or are doing or you've seen been done. Um, yeah, anything like that. Yeah, you, you know, uh, a, a question that, that I've been operating from lately I actually heard it posed in this podcast that I really like, Octavia's Parables. And uh, the hosts basically go through the chapters of Octavia Butler's books. And when they were doing Parable of the Sower, one of the hosts is Adrienne Marie Brown. Um, I'm a big fan of her work, her books. The, the question that she posed was, um, what is the truest truth you've observed and how are you organizing your life around it? I'm, I'm paraphrasing mm -hmm. the question. And it was inspired uh, by the protagonist of Parable of the Sower, Lauren Olamina. And she, she has this, this religion, Earthseed, that she's organizing folks around. And she, she says the, the character that Earthseed isn't something that, that she's created or, or like discovered. It, it's just a truth that she has observed. Mm -hmm. So it's basically like asking, what's your earthseed? 
what, what's the truest truth you're, you've observed that you're organizing your life around. So I, I think when we talk about freedom, you have to ask yourself, what's the truest truth related to freedom that you've observed and how can you organize your life around it? And um, it, it's personal. And, and that's why there isn't like a, a, a blanket solution to, to fix it. it. It's about us uh, orienting and organizing ourselves around the truths that we see and that we want. So if, if that's like the safety of, of yourself and like your, your home, the, the folks that are around you, how can you make sure that you have a safe place? for you and the folks that you love if, if that's what you decide you, you know like how can you show grace to others so that you're creating safety you know how can you make sure that you and your community have access to the quality food that you deserve if that's a part of what safety is for you so i, I think it takes again the self-reflection and self-acceptance to figure out what that truth is and then to understand how to organize your life around it and who to identify and your community to be a part of organizing your life around it because that's what organizing is it's not doing it alone mm. well that was a oh if i cut you off sorry no i was just saying i like that answer and thank you like it's one thing to start on your own right but it's another to keep that going and then have um a whole community behind you on it especially like with the quality food that you were talking about i think that's really big i think a lot of us expect other people to do it, but it's like, why can't we start, you know, find the resources, talk to the right people so that maybe we can get everybody in on creating a healthy food source or a store, you know, that we can all go to um, that is very community based. Yeah. I love all the action in it. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it, it's because so often we, we were talking about isolation earlier where it's so easy to think that you're the only one that's going through some tough shit. That isolation, that way of thinking can also apply to like when you might think like, oh my God, am I the only person that's ever thought of how important it is for us to be recycling or that all of us need clean air, you know, like 10 times out of 10, you aren't the only person thinking about it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's important to remember that you're not an island mm -hmm. and to identify the other folks that have already made progress towards whatever that reality is that you want to see folks that are also trying to figure it out and, and, you know, going far together. Oh yeah. Cause there's definitely power in numbers and all that. So that was well said. So it is time for our life up segment. So that's when we take the episode and relate it to today's world. So let's see, what is our life up for tonight? So this goes um, in tune with what we were talking about earlier, but um, us not accepting certain parts of ourselves because others don't either, right? It's mm -hmm. almost like self-hate. Um, maybe I don't like the way I talk, you know, because sometimes my accent comes out because I speak Spanish. So it's like I don't, I don't like being bilingual sometimes. You know, I don't like having that Latin background sometimes, especially when I was younger. Um, it was harder in classes because it's like, oh, you know, can you say this word again? And I couldn't say it in a certain way without my accent coming out. So now, obviously, like I, I embrace it. I love it. But it's just certain parts like that where we may feel almost ashamed of certain parts of our, of our identity because either we've been taught to or, um, you know, it's rooted in our history or just we've we been made fun of or it's different. Right. Sometimes I feel like when we're here being here as Americans in the U.S., you know, we're thinking of a certain type of way of being an American, quote unquote, but there is no like identity to what an American actually is. Um, so I think that's a really big part to starting that as well. But yeah, with this segment, that's what we wanted to get into because we should not have self-hate. Um, as easy as that may be to say, it's definitely something that is still prevalent in a lot of our communities. Yeah, I... I... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for, for sharing that and being so vulnerable and sharing what, what that felt like for you. I, something that I'm, I'm starting to learn is that the parts of myself that I have tried to hide or that I feel shame around the kind of power that I get to have when I choose to reframe whatever those parts are. And it's been liberating when, uh, I've seen those as uh, like a superpower instead of a hindrance, you know, like things that we think make us so different or that aren't acceptable always give us some kind of advantage. Like there's a unique way 
that you get to see the world or, or, or pick a problem apart, for example, because of that unique perspective. You, you know what I mean? Like, like, for example, when, I don't know if you felt the way that you felt you said when you were in school, uh, whenever you started learning like Latin root words, say, for example, or if you use that approach to like practice vocabulary for standardized tests and stuff like that, I'm sure you had a hell of an advantage. Yeah, actually, that helped me out a lot because I was like, oh, yeah, you know, in Spanish, I know it means this. So it has to mean this in English, too. So, yeah, definitely. Thank you for bringing that out. And I love that you're talking about having a different or a unique perspective from others, because I think that's what is beautiful about self-acceptance. Right. You realize that you're not like any one other person, um, even if we are part of even the same culture or grew up in the same household. Like there's something that always makes us unique. And that is the beauty of being who you are and enjoying your life and accepting the um, person that you're becoming. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes too, we trap ourselves into one identity, forgetting that we are more complex, you know? So just acknowledging that there are more layers to us or even around certain different communities, you're going to be a different, you know, there's different parts of people bring out different parts of you too. I mean, it, like, just like how you have like a group of friends and, you know, you got one friend, you do this one, one friend, you do this way, but that is still a part of you, all those identities. Yeah. 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 So I've been learning to even embrace that, like embrace the different sides of me that come out when I'm around different people in my life as well. So mm -hmm. that all goes with it. Um, so how do we fix this? You know, honestly, accept all those, all those things. Um, Staying away from self hate, turn it, transmute it into self love. You know, seeing the good into it. I yes. Think, you know? So, what is something you would tell someone who is struggling to accept themselves? Hmm. Take a few deep breaths first. <laughs> Breathing always helps me a lot when I'm going through it. If you can start with that, <laughs> that's a good start. Yeah. Um, starting with gratitude after that. So take a few deep breaths and then find some things that you're grateful for, sitting yourself in some gratitude. And that reframing exercise, like if there are parts of you that you're having a tough time accepting because there's shame, trying to take the time to try to unpack that and figure out what's the unique perspective that you have because of whatever that you might be framing as shame. So figuring out a way that you can reframe what whatever is giving you shame into a unique perspective that only you can have. Taking time to think about that. Love that reframe word. Mm. Well, I'm going to have to uh, meditate on that later. I like that. So we have another amazing sponsor to shout out. Shout out to Be Actual Natural. Why settle for less? All their products are created with you in mind for a goal to let your self-love show through your self-care. Their chemical-free hair and skincare products are handmade, plant-based, and free of fillers or preservatives. Treat yourself while you're taking care of yourself. Start your journey at www.beactualnatural.com or check them out on Instagram at beactualnatural. Yes, and tap in with Lakita's book. It is really good, by the way. So what is a, speaking of books, what is a book that changed your life? Oh, that changed my life. Oh, several books. And some books I come back to at different points in my life and a different part speaks to me. A Wrinkle in Time, when I was a kid, that definitely changed me. Uh, it inspired one of my tattoos, actually. A Wrinkle in Time was really special for me. Um, Beloved. Beloved definitely was really impactful. And that's one of those books that, I mean, most of Toni Morrison's work, but when I come back to it, like in, in different points in my life, like, there are different parts of the book that I'm marking up and like highlighting and things like that. Those are two really important ones for me. Oh, like it. Well, yeah, I hope y'all listen out there. Check those books out. Yeah. So y'all know what time it is. It is time for our drink of water facts. So if you're listening out there, please pull out some water and drink some water. And Jen has a water fact for tonight. Tonight's water fact is avoiding dehydration by staying properly hydrated will also improve will sorry will improve the strength of the muscles that support your veins your veins rely upon strong muscles 
to provide additional support when they encounter high pressure from the blood that circulates throughout your body. If the muscles are not strong enough to provide support to the veins when faced with high pressure, the veins will start to weaken and collapse. If left weaken and collapse, then you could develop vein disease. So I thought this was really interesting because we think of, oh yeah, my blood's just flowing, right? If we get a cut, you see some blood, you think it's just easily flowing there. But have you ever thought about the pressure it takes for that blood to actually flow? Right. And this is why it's always emphasized to stay active, you know, um, even keep moving as much as possible. But I didn't know how much water would probably or does play a fact into that as well um, in moving that circulation. But it makes sense. Right. We're mostly composed of water. So it makes sense that we need it throughout our body to not only get our nutrients, but to also get that blood going. So if you don't want to if you want to have a less chance, I would say, of developing vein disease, then make sure you are staying hydrated. Make sure you are drinking your water, y'all, because that does not sound fun. At all. I didn't know that. That's so scary. Learn something else. Oh, yeah. I will definitely remember that when I drink my water. Yes. Your veins as you drink it. Right. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we got some self-acceptance, okay? Look. <laughs> that was our water fact with Jen. Now back to our episode. So where do you see yourself in five years? You and your art, actually, too, in five years. Manifesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I I definitely see myself uh, continuing to, to to use mediums to, to have these reminders, these visual reminders for folks. Um, Honestly, like with, with some of the, the topics that I've made my art about, I hope that it's not an issue in five years. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want to be talking about this shit. Like, I want Black women to, <laughs> to be paid. I, I don't still want to be talking about 63 cents on the dollar years from now. I'm, I'm hoping that, I hope that some of the ideas that my art has been around, I hope that those are seen as archaic one day. So later on, the folks that come after us need to be like, what, 63, on, 63 cents on a dollar? Like, I can't believe that. That couldn't have been real. I, I, that's what I look forward to in the future. But we will always need visual reminders of liberation. And I hope to be continuing to, I will be continuing to, to provide those visual reminders definitely doing it i hope that does happen too where it's like what i was right yeah that was like that's a good point that was a really good point right there yes put it out there yes speak it into existence i love yes. it yes yeah so it is time for our quote up segment so y'all know my bestie is a quotey so she has a quote for tonight that goes with tonight's episode tonight's quote is what a liberation to realize that the voice in my head is not who i am who am i then the one who sees that by eckhart tolle and I like this because it reminds us too that, you know, we all have that critic in our head, that negative voice in our head. So sometimes it's a lie, right? That we tell ourselves, oh, I am not shit. You know, I'm not doing this correctly. I'll never do this. When we use words that are so definitive in that sense, then we're limiting ourselves to what we potentially could be. So when we realize that we don't have to listen to everything that that negative voice says, then we're taking back that power and we're realizing I'm actually the person who's not gonna listen to that. So this quote was just a reminder of that and just adding more into that self-acceptance, that self-liberation that can happen. I love that. And that's what I want I to say. say you for debunking the quote that way because i didn't see it that way till you said it and you know as of you know we've been best friends for a while for like 10 years we just yeah we had 10 years um i want to say like you know I, you you've seen me struggle with worthiness and self-acceptance in the past so it's like it's just that good reminder because yeah, that voice is powerful when it does come because as much as that positive voice comes in we do have that other one that, we, that, that tries to fight yes. but next time i feel like if i have that feeling i'm gonna think that it's not okay that it's some liveness set in my head mm -hmm. so i appreciate you sharing that and you fucking that on here yes you gotta talk back to that voice sometimes yeah, like, you know what? no <laughs> there's no time for that thank you goodbye bye you had your show <laughs> yeah no that, that that was well said very important too so y'all listen out there feel free to type any affirmations you like to say to yourself to reverse that negative self-talk but yes. it does come in so any upcoming projects or events you would like to talk uh, share on here 
Yeah, yeah, an exhibition that I'm so proud of that I co-curated with T. Tahira Rashid in the Bay Area at the Institute of Contemporary Art in San Francisco, just opened in January. It's called Resting Our Eyes. Mm -hmm. And whenever you're in the Bay, go by, pay a visit. It's an exhibition about uh, leisure and adornment as technologies that Black women have used for freedom. So I'm, I love that show. I'm so excited about it. I was just in San Francisco for the opening. Check that out. Uh, T and I designed together uh, jewelry with Sucre Couture with those reminders. So they're bamboo earrings that have quotes about Black feminist theory and our freedom in the earrings and these beautiful rings that say nobody's free until Black women are free. So mm -hmm. definitely check those out and find ways to adorn yourself every day. Oh, powerful. <laughs> Are y'all in the bed? You know where to go. Thank you for sharing. Oh, that was amazing. And it's time for our wrap-up segment. So how does this relate to self-love? Self-love is self-acceptance. You can't love what you don't accept. Mm -hmm. Accept it and love it. You know, we, we, we accept our friends' flaws, our romantic partners, our da -da -da -da, everybody else, their flaws, and them for who they are. We have to accept ourselves for who we are as well. You know, anyone close to you ever opened up about a flaw and you're like, I love you anyway. Why don't we do that to ourselves though? So that, that's like really the thing that we're pushing. And I don't care what society's saying, what this world is saying, who's criticizing you, the voice in your, what you're telling yourself matters the most. So please silence that negative voice and have that self-acceptance. Yes. How do you practice self-love? Oh, the breathing. <laughs> that's a, I mean, loving my body. That's, that's a big part of my self-love. So making sure that I'm taking care of myself and fully present. I, I have to be uh, like firing on all cylinders to, to love myself and express love, like through, through creativity, through showing up for other people. And firing on all cylinders for me means like, have I slept enough? Am I drinking enough water? Like, am, am I breathing and checking in with my body? That's that's a, a really important way for me to make sure that I'm showing up as my full self um, so that I can love. So that, that's a big one for me, self-love through making sure my body is good. I love it. It's good. That's big. Um, and we also have a question that we love to ask everybody on our show. Um, what do you want to be remembered for? Hmm. I want to be remembered for unapologetically sharing beautiful reminders of truth with the world. I love it. I was, you're doing it right now. So you're doing it. It's Thank happening. You. Remember, you guys, self-liberation and self-acceptance is a journey. You know, it's like Nipsey said, it's a, it, it, it's a marathon and a sprint. <laughs> When everything happens so fast, and so there's gonna be days where it's harder than other days. You might go the other direction, but please be patient, have grace with yourself, do it, love yourself through it, even through the hardships, even when our prettiest parts aren't showing. You know, I think that's something else you want to emphasize because you know movies and stuff make it seem like we're always just so you know celebrities looking so but they even have their moments too. Everywhere we are, we're all human and we have to love ourselves unapologetically. Absolutely. And uh, to wrap things up, reminder that achieving self-liberation also means being one step closer towards self-mastery. And this is important, um, especially if we're trying to be the best people that we can be, learning how to conduct ourselves in the way that we want to live as well, and making sure that um, we're living to our truth and our values. That's a really big step um, in being able to, to do that, because once we achieve that self-liberation and that self-acceptance, then we'll be one step closer to finding out who we really are. That's oh. right. That's that was right. Awesome. We appreciate you, Autumn, for uh, stopping by and being on Speak of JV. Before we go, can you please shout your information out where people find you, tap in, support, uh, anything you want to shout out? Absolutely. And thank you for having me. This is so much fun. <laughs> Such a fun little kiki. Yes. You can catch up with me online. My Instagram is my name, Autumn Brian. My website is autumnbrian.com. And you can sign up for my newsletter, follow me online, and keep up with all of the upcoming performances that are coming up this year. So make sure y'all tap in. It was an honor having you on here. Thank you for all the knowledge, all the wisdom, the good vibes. This was, this was fun. Thank you. So, all right, you're welcome. Thank you. 
We appreciate y'all tapping into our fifth episode of our newest segment, Speak Up JV Now. Y'all can follow us on Instagram at Speak Up JV. We're on Twitter at Speak Up JV. We also do bi-weekly shows on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. So tell your friends to tap in. Uh, we have some uh, some uh, announcements coming very soon, so stay tuned. But before we go, quick shout out to our amazing sponsors. Shout out to My Bar, located at 720 East Manchester, Inglewood, California. She should just slay my nails. Get your nails, your lashes, your hair done. Act your mind. Tell them that to speak of JV. Since your Instagram is at myy.bar. And shout out to Crafted by 213. Is your partner tired of your lackluster performance in the kitchen? Are you tired of opening the fridge and not knowing what to cook? Do you close your full pantry and say there's nothing to eat? Call Crafted by 213. From catering to classes, let them craft the perfect experience for you. Bringing the flavors of the West Coast with love, Crafted by 213 will always leave you satisfied. Ask for a quote on IG at craftedb.213. And last but not least, shout out to Be Actual Natural. Why settle for less? All their products created with you in mind for a goal to let yourself love show through your self-care. Their chemical-free hair and skincare products are handmade, plant-based, and free of fillers or preservatives. Treat yourself while taking care of yourself. Start your journey at www.beactualnatural.com. Instagram is at beactualnatural. We love y'all. We will not be having a live episode next Thursday. We'll be back the next Thursday because it'll be Jen's birthday. Woo woo. But thank you again, Autumn, for, for us stopping by. And make sure you guys tap in with her brand and her art. We love y'all. Love y'all. <laughs> Bye. Let's see.